picture yourself on a beautiful sandy beach filled with lovely seashells. That's the first step. And your goal, your task now, which I'm giving you, is to go and collect all the beautiful seashells. Now, they're littering the beach. They're everywhere. They're covering the whole thing. And all I'm going to give you to collect those seashells is a single bucket. And you've got to fit in that bucket the best seashells you can. Welcome back to the With Joe Weeby podcast. This is The Bucket, part one. And there is a corresponding blog post for today's episode on the blog, www.withjoeweeby.com forward slash blog, where these ideas are written kind of out. But here we have the podcast, which corresponds, and we're going to talk about this bucket. Now you go along, you find one seashell, two seashells, and you keep picking them up and putting them in your bucket because they're the first ones you see and your bucket's empty easy the process is easy at this point now i want you to imagine you get further along the beach but now it's there's there's seashells everywhere and there's more of them now pretty quickly you're choosing the best remaining seashells that you see amongst the available selection You've still got the first ones you started with further up the beach when there are only a seashell or two here and there. So you decided to put the first ones in before you'd seen the army of... Sorry, terrible at touching my mic. The army of seashells further up. You keep going, but now your bucket's filling up. Now you'll keep going. There's still more seashells, right? You've gotten to the heart of the beach. Right, you've, you've cleared through the easy part, the thin part. And now what you're having to do, because your bucket is full, you're having to actually remove seashells out of the bucket to fit better ones in. But as you go about this process, you actually find it's what leaves you with, this, with the bucket with the nicest and prettiest seashells in it. And this is not something I would literally do at the moment. Um, but it does sound very zen and in touch with nature to be prancing around the beach collecting seashells. But obviously, there's there's an equivalent task you're doing in your own life right now. All right, and this is why, uh, again, uh, probably a hat tip here. He gets mentioned a lot, Scott McEwen, my good friend, uh, for starting this metaphor off in our in our in our book together. So credit given where credit's due. But the idea of the bucket. And we came to this, talk about this idea of the bucket because of how our lives and most lives typically go. Which is that you start off with certain things in your bucket when you don't have any other options. Right? So when I left school, I started studying psychology. It just seemed like the best available option from all the university degrees because my goal was just to go to university. And then over time, I was committed to seeing that through. There was no, no real opportunities, nothing new really coming up in my life, to be honest. So I was just stuck with university, even though it wasn't really that great an experience. I didn't really meet many new people, and it was a little bit underwhelming. But as I went, I got to a point where I started doing nonprofit work, okay, which I obviously talk about heaps too. And in the end, I wanted to keep doing that. I needed to keep working at my job. 
And so uni became expendable. And that's only then is when it got taken out of my bucket. It didn't fit anymore. And I had to fit better opportunities. Uh, and then, you know, as we went through doing uh, the nonprofit work, eventually stopped doing that too because actually better things came up to work on better ways of trying to help people but also better things for me to kind of use my time on and so eventually that went out of the bucket too so in that metaphor you know you start with what's available and you kind of put it in in other words you put it into your life or you commit time to doing it or it's one of your options and as you go, you're trying to fill the rest of the gaps. Often you don't uh, think critically enough about those first seashells or things you put in your life. You kind of put them in there because there was only a couple of options, but there was an empty bucket. But they've already taken the bottom of your bucket. And then you're trying to fit stuff on top, so you get further up the beach. Some of the seashells you're not picking up there might actually be better than what you had in the bucket to begin with. It's only when it's full that you're forced finally to start taking things out so you fit better better shells in, better options into your life. So it, what's the importance of this? Hmm. Well, it's the importance of keep looking and keep going because this is the way you actually improve what's in your bucket. So we can relate this concept to the thousand doors. Right, the first introduction episodes to Thousand Doors, if you're unfamiliar, are episodes um, 004 and 005. If you think about the Thousand Doors, if you remember, it's we kind of go through life one room at a time and we can't see what's on the other side of the doors we have available in that room to move forward. But obviously, as you go into a new room, there's more doors and then those doors lead to more rooms and it obviously keeps and keeps going and going and going and going. Obviously there's infinite doors, but it's the, it's the idea of picking the number a thousand that if you keep progressing, the rooms hopefully get better and better. If you kind of do it right, there's probably a thousand doors that you open starting with the first door, but you've got to go through the first door to get to the second door. So easy concept. It's been very easy for people to visualize that and understand opportunity and journeying through life through this metaphor which is great the thing with the bucket is to relate that it's kind of like you're walking through the thousand doors with a bucket so in each room you've got a certain amount of options maybe you've got a couple of seashells in there right you've got a couple of options for me university start first room university i wasn't picking university in comparison to all the options of life i didn't even realize they were in arm's reach i didn't know what entrepreneurship really was i thought that was just something richard branson did I hadn't returned to the idea that I could be a writer. I thought about that when I was much younger. So there were all these options. I was just choosing from the options I saw in that room. Those were those first seashells. I couldn't see behind certain doors of my thinking the other options available. But obviously as I started and I accidentally got into new things, I kind of got into a new room. Once I was finally in that room, kind of my nonprofit journey from the ground up, I started to see all these options oh, wow, you can actually help people with businesses. Okay, you can make money and have impact. Do it all sustainably and build a good quality life for yourself. Okay, there's this way of improving, right, non-profit industry and making a contribution this way. So as we go through the thousand doors, we learn more and more about what is possible and achievable for our life. You know, I understand that 
being a, a big artist, big creative person, big problem solver, like some of the people you might look up to seems very far away. But really, it's just that there's an order of doors and rooms to go through and a process where we gradually up, upgrade that bucket as we go to improve the quality of our life. This is not just about businesses and opportunities. It's kind of about everything. Okay, so if you've got, you know, certain friends that are just the first friends you put in your bucket, okay, it doesn't mean that they don't deserve a place just because they were first. But as you go, you might people meet people who are more like you, who think more similarly to you do and have more in common with you and have more interest overlap and are interested in actually combining their life with yours and overlapping with what you're doing. So they're going to get more and more, of, more and more of that space in your bucket for that reason. So, yeah, we love this metaphor. It relates to so many different parts of life, as does a thousand doors. And they kind of work really well uh, laid on top of each other like that because you don't have an infinite selection in the first room physically you might but your awareness just isn't there yet and that's why i said the very the introduction episode for this podcast i said that the potential of your life you can't even see right now the same is true for me because you can only see based on the perimeter of the room you're in now you can't see beyond the doors that are shut there and that's why you know as part of the journey every now and then you got to open one so something to reflect on for today. I always love giving reflection prompts. Makes me think about it too, which is really good. What's in your bucket right now? What is in the bucket of your life right now? And have you given the things in your bucket competition? Right? Because by just picking up the first 10 seashells you see, you're going to guarantee one thing. That what's in your bucket is the first 10 seashells. If you do that and you say your bucket is full, that's all you're going to have. If you don't keep looking, keep an eye out for new seashells, and, well, there's no, there's no downside to doing it. All you do is you make sure that the 10 seashells you, you, you happen, you were lucky to get first, are actually the best. And if they're not, you get to make room in the bucket and put something else in. So it's important to always have half an eye looking. And I think it just happens quite organically when you're on a real journey because your eyes are open, right? Thousand doors, right? You, you're looking to improve and move things forward, make things more exciting. But again, every now and then you get a bucket that's great. And if you're happy with it and you're happy with the room you're in, there's no need to open doors for the sake of it. But keeping half an eye open probably does not hurt. Okay, so what could go in your bucket, right? And what might go in your bucket now between now and some, you know, far off place you think you can't get to, you know, a tenth or a thousandth door? What's the first and second room? What are the building blocks? So for more, you can read about the bucket and the 80% rule is the blog post on the website, www.withjoeby.com. You can also sign up there via email to get prompts um, to episodes and blog pieces on a weekly basis. But for now, I just want to thank you for listening again. And remember, it's all about doors and making great buckets. Don't forget, the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. This has been the With Joe Weepy podcast, and I'll see you again tomorrow.